Morning campuses, great to have you join with us. Always good to have the whole family together. So welcome in from uh, Sydney. Trust you guys are doing good over there. Rotorua, the city, to Whangarei, and also way up in the far north where God's doing amazing things. Welcome, Kai Taya. Well, I know that no one here has come to just do church and tick the box. Uh, We've all come to have a moment with God, to hear His voice. And, uh, you know, sometimes we come with low expectation. Sometimes we come with no expectation. Sometimes we come and we've never even prayed that God will touch our lives. And then what happens? You have not because you... So if you're not asked for anything this morning, probably won't receive anything. So to cancel that out, we're going to pray. Across all our campuses, going to give you just 30 seconds. I want you to pray and ask that God is going to deeply impact your life this morning. So by the time you leave, there's been a divine exchange. You've received something, not from me, not from the church, but something from God Himself something from heaven. So come on, let's just lift your voice just for 30 seconds and let's just pray. Just pray and say, God, bless me. God, touch me. God, heal me. God, set me free. God, do a miracle in my life. Whatever it is, just ask God that and He will hear your prayer because He's listening to you pray right now. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, we cry out to you. We call upon the name of the Most High God. Lord, you said, ask and you shall receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I hope you've asked for something specific, very specific, not just God bless me, something specific, I don't know what it might be. Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? And Lord, would you minister and touch every person in this building? Lord, and in the, online, and Lord, would you minister to them by the power of God? Lord, I declare that in this house, there'll be this morning those who hear the voice of God. They'll hear a word from you that's going to give them wisdom in their situation. I thank you for those who are going to feel a strong, strong sense of your presence like they've not felt before. Lord, I thank you for those who are going to have an encounter with you that is going to revolutionize their lives. I thank you, Lord, for those who are going to be healed this morning by the power of God. I thank you for miracles in the house. I thank you for, for, Lord, giants that are going to be slain this morning. I thank you for mountains that are going to move today. I thank you, Lord, for prayers they're going to be answered and that breakthroughs that are going to take place in this house today. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Give God a clap. Give Him a praise. Give Him a shout. Give Him something. All right, you may be seated across all our campuses. I wonder if any of you are like me and you've wondered, why does this journey, this Christian faith, Why does it have to be so tough? Why is there, it almost, why are there so many battles? Is anyone like that with anyone else like me? About five of us, okay. Rest of you are blessed mightily. I'm gonna speak to the five people like me. And uh, it almost seems to me like getting through one battle gets you ready for the next one. If you ever think I've got through, I'm okay now. <laughs> You're dreaming, man. There's another one on its way. It's just heading around the corner. It's coming in your direction. And uh, 
I want to tell you why it is a bit like this. Uh, there's a verse of scripture found in 1 Timothy 6 verse 12, which says, say it with me together, campuses, please. Fight the good fight of faith. So what is our faith? It's a? Fight. It's a? Fight. It's a fight, folks. It's a fight. It's a fight. <laughs> Some of us are shocked when it's a fight, <laughs> but it actually is a fight. It's the way it is. Uh, if you're not in a fight, you're probably not doing anything for God. So it's the way it works. He doesn't worry about those who aren't doing anything. For those of us who are trying to do something, it is a fight. See, the Christian faith is a battleground, not a playground. And too many Christians are treating it like a playground. And so they just carry on and just take, go their merry way. They barely pray, hardly in the Word, just hope everything's going to be okay. Then they get smashed and they go, oh, what's going on? Well, it's because we've been treating it like a playground when actually it is a battleground. So there's another scripture that found in Ephesians 6 verse 12, and it says this. It says, um, we wrestle, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Many of you know this scripture, but you need reminding. Uh, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So your battle, my friend, is against powers of darkness. Most Christians, well, that's probably an exaggeration. Many Christians don't want to know anything about it. Flag that. Forget that, man. I'm not interested in, in all that sort of stuff. That, that's for Pastor Tark. You know, he can handle that. But the problem is these principalities and powers are against you. And I ain't going to pray for all of you. Sorry. I'm going to not beat all your demons. I might pray for a few. But you've got to fight your own battles. You have to fight your own battles. You've got, to, you've got to realize that there are powers of darkness arrayed against you and your family and your finances and your health and your marriage and your job and every other thing that you can think about. They're arrayed against you. And so that's why it said, you know, the, part, the problem with that verse is the first part says we wrestle not. And too many Christians stop there and say, yeah, I, I'm, thank you, Jesus. I wrestle not. But just because you don't wrestle doesn't mean the enemy doesn't still attack you. So we have to learn, friends, how to fight. And uh, some, of, some people say, well, I'm not the fighting sort. Excuse me. We all know how to fight. We all know how to fight because God put it in us to defend ourselves, to, 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 handle, you know, to handle what comes in our lives, whether it's from people or wherever it comes from. There's, there is fight in us. Uh, I used to play the, the toughest sport of them all, which you all know is hockey. It's not rugby. It's not league. I mean, it's just, that's the playground. I'm in the battleground. Hockey is for tough. It's a tough game. The, the thing is, when I was playing hockey, you've you got to believe there were fights. There were fights. For sure there were fights when, when you play. Because that, that's, and when you watch rugby, there are, there are good, you know, a bit of fisty cuffs and a lot of, People just wait for those moments when there's a, someone has a, you know, punches here and all the rest of it. What I'm trying to say is that there's a fight in all of us. Yeah. It's put there by God. So there's a fighting spirit in you. 
And sometimes we've got to learn to fight in the right areas and fight in the right, right ways. I mean, I was out yesterday watching uh, my grandson, Zach, play hockey, which is always fun. I mean, they, they won 3-0 and granddaughter won 6-1. So, you know, we're on the winning team. But I guarantee those kids, if they had to, there was, I mean, I, my Zach complained that one of the kids were trying to trip him up, you know. So, you know, they're, they're, there's fight in them. Even at that age, six, seven, eight, ten, I don't know, about 10, 11 year olds. So there's fight. Tell the person next to you, there's a lot of fight in you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and every married person said yes and amen. <laughs> hey, come on. You know how to fight. It's time to fight in the spirit. Yes, it is. It's time to fight in the spirit. Yeah. If you don't know how to do that, it's time to learn to fight in the spirit because we're in the fight of our lives. <laughs> we are to survive. You know, for a Christian these days to make it from the time they're saved to get to heaven and to hold on to their faith, man, that is a huge challenge. And that's why New Zealand itself has tens of thousands of Christians who were once in the house serving God. Now they're out of it. Some are completely backslidden. Some have gone to other faiths. Some have lost their way. Some are not interested in God anymore. Why? Because they forgot that they were in a fight and the enemy came and he's taken them out. So we've got to learn to fight, friends. We've got to fight every day of our lives. We can't, we can't settle in a playground because we will get beaten. It's a, it's a battle, so we've got to learn to fight. And this, let me give you some uh, scriptures. Oh, here's a, here's, a, here's a quote for you. Lack of prayer makes one weak. Oh. Just ask the person next to you, how strong are you? Mm. Mm. That went very quiet. That went very quiet. If you're not praying... You're weak. You're weak in the spirit. And you're a prime target for the devil to knock you around. So get praying. Learn to pray. Because lack of prayer makes one weak. Let me give you a few more scriptures that may encourage you. Well, I hope they encourage you, but um, <laughs> reminds me. You know, lack of prayer makes one weak. You know, I've faced some ferocious battles over the years. Ferocious. Seriously ferocious. And I look back and I think, how did I ever get through that? It should have, it should have wiped me completely. Like it has many others. You know what got me through? So I knew how to pray. And that's what got me through. See, when you know how to pray, you'll get through anything that life flows at you. Because prayer is the difference between you fighting for God and God fighting for you. So I call this message, God is fighting for you. But that happens when you pray. When you pray, God starts to fight for you. Who, how many of you reckon if God's fighting for you, you're probably going to win? So you've got to get God fighting for you. And if you do, then you'll see him break through in your life. So I reckon you can go on in life. I reckon you, could, you can probably do okay. You can get on without, without friends, without money, 
um, without a great job, without a lot of other things, but you can't get on without prayer. You can miss a lot of this other stuff. It's not going to matter too much or comparatively, but you cannot go on without prayer because that's the foundation. See, prayer is the cornerstone and the foundation of the Christian life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a foundation. It's the cornerstone. It's, it's the building block upon which we can construct a walk with God. So if we don't have that building block and keep developing in place, you know, we can't construct an effective, fruitful a successful walk with God. So it is an important cornerstone that we have. So 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, be sober, be vigilant. This is just to prove the, the fact we're in a battle. Because your adversary devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now Jeremiah 33, 33, <laughs> 33, is really interesting. It says, call to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. We all love that verse, a powerful verse of scripture, one of the great verses on prayer. But what, what you may not know is the meaning of the, the word call is, comes from the word quara. I think it's Q-A-R-Q-A-R-A. You know what it means? It means to call out to someone, to shout it's often describing calling out loudly to get someone's attention. Wow. That's, what it's actually, that's what that verse actually means. So it's not a whisper. It's not a faint cry. It's a crying out to God. It's a shout, almost a shout. And you're just trying to get attention. So he said, call unto me. Now, some people, and I believe there's a place for quieter prayer, reflective prayer. All, there's a place for all of it. But there's times where you have to call upon the Lord with some volume, with some intensity, with some fervency. Because James 5.16 follows on from that, says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So there has to be times of fervency in prayer that is just crying out to the Lord to break through in our lives. It's all a part of fighting and wrestling and reaching out to God. You know, I love this verse in Psalm 109, verse 4. It said, I give myself to prayer. I give myself. So the psalmist gave himself to prayer. In other words, he gave his whole heart, soul, body. He gave himself body, soul, and spirit. And friends, if you want prayers to be answered, that's what you've got to do. You've got to give it everything. You know, spirit, soul, and body. So, you know, you're focused in, you're, you're giving yourself to prayer. A bit like when you maybe sit in exams, for those of you who did and who passed, those who failed, this doesn't apply to, but those who sat exams and passed. When you're sitting that exam, you give yourself to that exam. Is that right? I mean, you focus, you concentrate, you don't want any distractions because you're wanting to pass. Prayer's a little bit like that. You give yourself to the thing, undistracted. You know, I reckon one of the master strokes of Satan in prayer meetings, he'll get someone to talk to you. I do. I just think that's the way he works. He's got to stop you praying or he'll bring some other distraction or your phone, something will come up on your phone. Something, he's, got, he's got to, but when you give yourself to prayer, nothing is to get in your way. I was praying the other morning, got up on a, Monday morning, I was praying away, and man, it was hard. It was, I mean, it was so hard. I thought, God, what, <laughs> have you gone? What, is, what has happened here? 
as I was praying away and I thought, oh man, I think I prayed five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it was just like one of the hardest times of prayer I've been on a Monday for a long, long time. You know, 20 minutes, nothing happening, 20, 30 minutes, I said, God, I've got to get through this. And I kind of almost got to the point, I think, I think I'll quit. But I just kept going, I just kept pushing through. And uh, then after some length of time, suddenly, I broke through and God turned up and I had an amazing time. And I thought to myself, wow, I could have so easily stopped praying because it was so hard. It was like no presence, no flow, no anointing, just nothing like the heavens were brass. But sometimes you've got to give yourself to prayer. That's why there's that great statement, isn't it? Not original from me. Pray until you pray. Pray until something starts to happen. Pray until you get through the the flesh into the spirit. Tell the person next to you, pray until you pray. Yell it at them. Come on, campuses. Tell the person next to you, pray until you pray. Now tell them again. They didn't hear you. Pray until you pray. Come on, pray until you pray. And then you eventually you'll get somewhere. Now, you won't always get there, all right? Let's be honest. Sometimes it's hard beginning to end, but that's all right. It's still taking note in heaven. I might get to that if I'm lucky in this sermon a bit further on. All right, but here's another form of prayer that um, I want to mention. Psalm 47, verse 1 and 5. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. God has gone up with a shout. Sometimes it takes a shout. Not always, all right? I want to be balanced here. Sometimes it takes a shout for God to go up on your behalf. There's another verse. Remember walls of Jericho? They're going around seven times. Okay, keep going round and round and round. But nothing happened until the next one. It says in Joshua 6, 20, the people shouted, when the police blew their trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Sometimes the shout is the key to a breakthrough. Now, I think, in my opinion, sometimes these declarations we do are like shouts. You know, I declare my breakthrough, you know? so. Some of you I know wonder, does anything ever happen with these declarations? Well, I could do a whole sermon on that right now. I'm telling you, a lot happens. But let me give you one recent one from our church. By the way, keep sending us your testimonies. I'm running out. Campuses, please send us your testimonies. We're running out. And I've got to keep it, keep it flying because people like to hear of these breakthroughs. So anyway, this was in uh, one of our services not long ago. And I was leading, in, uh, I was leading that one of my favorite breakthroughs, which is I received my breakthrough now because faith is now. So there's this guy in our service, and uh, he's telling me afterwards, he said he, there was a relationship breakdown with someone. Not heard from this person for some length of time. So he says, I receive my breakthrough now. Second time, I receive my breakthrough now. At the moment he finished that second breakthrough, the text, he got a text on his phone. He looked at the phone, and it was this person who had broken relationship, was, was making contact again with him. Immediate breakthrough, friend. Instant breakthrough. Instant breakthrough. And relationships being restored is a big deal, folks. 
Don't minimize that. So that's what happens. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard from two people from our last Thursday night prayer meeting, which was an amazing prayer meeting, by the way, if you were here. And they just, um, two people mentioned to me that such a presence of God that they felt during that prayer meeting, like significant presence of God, like wow level. And one even said they felt something shifted in their life. God's moving, folks. God is moving. Get to these prayer meetings if you can. Come and join us because God is starting to do some incredible things. That's why I love to share these testimonies. So three weeks ago, if I can have my keyboarder, please, wherever you are. I'm sure you're here somewhere. Um, oh, here we are. <laughs> Come on, give, give her a big hand. Well, weren't you playing last week? You're doing two weeks in a row. Wow, that's awesome. You still single? (laughs) Forgive me, Lord. Don't want to embarrass anybody. Just saying, just saying. All right, no, here, let's get serious, all right? So, uh, but thank you for playing two weeks in a row. That is fantastic. Hey, um, so we said a few weeks ago that the um, average Christian can't pray five minutes nonstop in a conversational tone. Now, some can do five minutes saying nothing or just whispering, but five minutes in a conversational tone. So we put it to the test. Remember a few weeks ago, this campus, you'll remember that? It was, um, we did two minutes and hey, the church here did well. I don't know how you guys did well. Sure, you actually did better. So I thought we're gonna shift it up a level. We're gonna to go to three minutes. Three minutes, nonstop, vocal prayer. So stand with me, please. Upstairs, downstairs. Campuses, please stand. Now, for, for, ten, for 10 seconds, just talk to the person next to you in a normal tone. Come on, off you go. Say, hi, how are you? You're looking fantastic. Thank you for sitting next to me. It's amazing that you're here today. Great. All right. All right, now, we're gonna give you three minutes. It's gonna come on the screen. I want the same volume for three minutes. I could hear the volume then for three minutes. And hey, look, I don't want to be too tough on you, but this will give you some idea where your spiritual life is at. Okay? Just give you some idea of how much you're in the fight. And if you're not very, doing very well, that's okay too. But just learn that, hey, I'm gonna, you're going to make progress. You're going to grow and move forward in this. So you're going to have three minutes in a normal tone as if you're talking to someone. You're actually talking to Jesus. You can go to Thanksgiving. You can pray in tongues, pray for your family. You can pray for breakthrough, pray for a healing. Pray for me. If you've got nothing else, pray for it. You ready? Three minutes. It's going to take a long time. Three minutes, campus, I've got to warn you, is a long, 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 long time. But we're up for this because we're growing in prayer. We're making real progress. And some people are here going to help us anyway. So... Are you ready? Three, let's go. Start now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come into your presence. Lord, I come into your presence right now. 
And Lord, I pray for the remainder of the service, Lord, that you would just move mightily, powerfully by your Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, by the hand of God. Lord, would you open up the heavens? Would you open up the heavens, Lord? Pour out your Spirit, Lord, like never before. Lord, would you do a mighty work? Lord, I pray for breakthrough. I pray for miracles. I pray for answers to prayer. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would work. You would work. Come on, let's keep it going, church. Keep it going, campuses. We've got two, we've done two and a half minutes to go. Spirit of God, we wait on you. We wait on you. God, I pray for all my family to be saved. Would you open their blinded eyes to see? Would you let the light of the gospel shine? Father, like never before, like never before. Father, in the name of Jesus, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, we wait on you. We wait on open their blinded eyes to see. Let the light of the gospel shine. Jesus, shine. Lord, move. Power. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, Father in my family right now. Right now, send Lord, send laborers into this harvest field. Feel free to raise your voice louder if you want it. You don't have to be conversational. You can go higher than that if you want it. If you want to shout, you want to praise, you want to cry out, do whatever you want to do. Come on, keep, come on, campuses, keep going. We're done, we're halfway there. Spirit of God, Lord of the breakthrough. Lord of the breakthrough. Lord, I come against every demon spirit from hell right against my family. Command you say, go in the name of Jesus. I break your power. I break your power right now, Satan. And I declare victory. I declare triumph. I declare overcoming. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Lord, I just pray right now. Bring them to the foot of the cross. Come on, church, you're doing well. One more minute to go. You can do this. You can do this. Just lift that voice a little bit more, a little bit longer. Pray for that healing. Pray for that breakthrough. Pray for your finances. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Do whatever you want to do. Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you majesty on high, on high, on high. Come on, for the last 15 seconds, give the Lord a clap. Give Him a praise. Give Him a shout. Lift His name on high. Magnify Him to the highest place. God, we worship you. Three, two, one. Done. Come on, give yourselves a big hand this morning. Well done. All right. Fantastic. Well done, campuses. Well done, in the house. All right, I've got some prayers for you to pray. So they're going to come up. I've personalised them just for you because I think it's powerful to do this. So the first one is Romans 8.31. Ready for this? Okay, this is a prayer, all right? So we're now praying together, but we're praying these verses, and these are great verses. Romans 8.31, let's go together. What then shall I say to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? Do you like that? You like that, campuses? Yeah, it's a great shout from Kaitai. Let's do it again, Romans 8, 31. What then shall I say to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? Wow, awesome. Let's go to the next one. Oh, you'll like this one. Romans 8, 37. 
Let's go together. Yet in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Whatever you're facing today, whatever the challenge, whatever the battle, whatever the fight, my Bible says, not, this is not me. This is God Himself, creator of the universe, the one who can never lie or tell anything false, the one who won't trick you, the one who won't tease you, the one who won't show you the promised land and say you're never gonna eat from it. He says, whatever you're facing today, you're not just a conqueror, you're more than. You're more, you've got to start believing this face. Come on, let's say it again. Yet in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. One more. Oh, you'll like this one. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4. You ready for this? The Lord my God is going with me. He will fight for me against my enemies and He will give me the victory. Aren't these phenomenal prayers? I love the last part. And He will, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, probably just about everyone in-house and online and in our campuses. And God is saying to you, He will give you the victory. You might think, I don't know. I've been fighting this for 40 years. I don't know. Well, I can't answer your question, but I can declare the Word of God. Can I just say this? Campuses, online, you've got to base your faith not on your experience or the experience of your friends or family. You've got to base it on this book. Because your experiences can lie to you. Experiences of others can lie to you, right? But God cannot lie and will not lie. Let's have that last one up one more time because I think we're gonna grab this and then we're gonna give the Lord a bit of a clap and a shout and just receive that. This can be your moment of breakthrough right now. It can be right now, folks. That's why you came. You came for a breakthrough. You came for a miracle. You came for a giant to be slain. You came for a mountain to be moved. You came for a healing. You came for something, all right? So here we go. Let's go one more time. The Lord my God is going with me. He will fight for me against my enemies and He will give me the victory. Give God a praise. Give Him a shout. You may be seated. Thank you. Well done. Romans 12 verse 12 says this, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. One of the greatest keys to answered prayer is simply persistence. You just got to keep at it. You just got to keep at it. You just got to keep at it. Tell the person next to you, keep praying. Keep praying. Tell the person on the other side, keep praying. Keep praying. Just don't stop. Just keep going. So just think of the, the farmer and he sows his seeds of grain, all right, and uh, how patient he has to be. He sows the seeds through the long, cold winter. He waits 
The grain lies dormant. There's no evidence that anything's happening. There's no evidence that the seed is even still there. It's covered up by the earth. But he doesn't lie awake at night worrying, does he? About the seed he placed in the ground. That it may not be effective. Conditions being normal. He knows that spring's going to come. Sunshine's going to come. Green shoots are going to appear. There's going to be a great harvest. The farmer has 100% confidence that in time, his seed is going to bear fruit. Prayer is like seed. You sow it into the ground. It may lie dormant. It may go through the cold winter. It may feel like nothing's happening. It may feel like the reverse is happening. It may feel like, what on earth is going on? But friends... A seed of prayer. See, I reckon natural seeds, because of climate, can fail and not always give a harvest. But God's seed cannot fail. The seeds you sow in prayer have 100% confidence that God in time is going to answer it somehow, somewhere, and some way. It is impossible for prayer to ultimately not bear fruit because that is the full teaching of the Word of God. There was a, um, 800, there's a, hundred, there's a marathon, one of the most grueling marathons, in uh, from Sydney to Melbourne, 875 kilometers, one of the most grueling in the world. So 1983, Cliff Young, a 61-year-old potato farmer, decided to enter the race wearing overalls and boots. And... Uh, when they questioned him whether he could win this, finish this race, because they looked at him and thought, <clears throat> it's not looking very good. He said that he was raised on a farm. On a farm, he said they had no tractors, they had no equipment, and they couldn't afford horses either. So he said whenever there was a storm, he said he had to go out and round up 2,000 sheep on 2,000 acres. And he said it would take several days to do that. So he said, I believe... I can finish this race. So he took off on the race and he had soon left behind by all the professionals. And the way the race worked was I'd run for 18 hours and sleep for six. So the first night he went to sleep and then he woke up after two hours thinking it was morning and he got up and he kept on running and moving along. And then he, once he realized he'd made a mistake, he thought, I feel so good, I think I'll just keep going. And so he entertained the crowd because he wasn't really a runner. They say he just shuffled along. So I don't know what that looked like. I'm not going to try and demonstrate it either. But he just, he just shuffled along slowly, you know, but he only slept two hours a night. So with virtually no sleep and just shuffling along, he actually ended up and he won the race. The first prize was $10,000. He said, I didn't enter for the prize money. So he gave all the money away to some other runners and all the rest of it. <clears throat> but he became an Australian icon because he simply shuffled along, persevered, and finally run, won the race. Friends, this is prayer. Just keep shuffling along. Just keep, it may not be very professional, it may not even look fancy to other people. You might be, your praying might be like overalls and boots and you don't do it that well. Just keep shuffling. 
Just keep shuffling along. The other professionals may run past you and go faster and get what, it doesn't matter. Just keep shuffling along. Just keep going. Come on, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade if need be. This is prayer, friends. Prayer is not a sprint. It's a marathon. That's what traps so many people. If they don't get answers shortly or quickly, they quit and they give up. Isn't it sad <clears throat> that people have put in so much effort, so much effort praying, 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 and the prayers are being stacked up in heaven, and you're eventually going to get a result. But they've put in so much effort, it's almost like the prayer bowl is almost two-thirds full, and then they quit. What a waste. What a tragic waste of all those prayers. I've been praying off and on for revival for 40 years. It's stacking up, folks. It's stacking up. The prayer bowl's filling up. It's filling up. The dumbest thing I could do, the dumbest, stop praying and give up because it is impossible that eventually you don't get the answer. The bowl just has to be filled. So prayer is persevering. And continuing on, pray, just shuffling along and shuffling along and shuffling along. And eventually, the thing is also, remember, as you're doing that, God's also fighting for you. As I wrap this up, Louis Giglio said this, if we could see what happens when we pray, we would never cease to pray. Wow. Wow. If we could see, if we could see into the unseen world what's happening when we pray. All these messages are just really to motivate you and encourage you to just keep stepping up in the whole area of prayer. And because when you do that, and I just want to do another plug. I've said it once before, but I reckon one of the easiest ways that you can get yourself praying is pray in your car. As soon as you turn the engine on, start to pray. Just start to pray. Even if you're just going down to the shops for five minutes or three minutes or two minutes. So I went to watch Zach play hockey yesterday. So it probably took me 10 minutes there and 10 minutes each way there and back. So I just prayed the whole time. So I just added 20 minutes to my prayer day. I mean, isn't that incredible? Like, and it was that easy. Because I asked the other question, what else are you going to do in the car? Is anyone going to give me a good answer on that? Well, what else are you going to do? Like, just what, I know what a lot of you do. You yell at the other drivers. <laughs> hey? What a waste. What a waste. But those who yell at other drivers, that means you know how to fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You fight with your mouth. So don't tell me you can't fight. You've got plenty of fight in your mouth. You know? So just think about that one. I, I, I really love, you know, I, I have a theory. This is a theory of mine. I reckon God has sent gridlock to New Zealand roads. Yeah, because it's a key to revival. Because all of you who travel half an hour, 20 minutes to and from work, you're going to pray for revival. And God is going to send the answer. And we're going to see an outbreak of the Spirit of God. So can I encourage you, up north, pray for gridlock. South, Christchurch, wherever you are. Um, Sydney, all right, gridlock's coming. So we've got plenty of time to pray. You know, when Adrian and I travel, we go, you know, we might go down to Fongmatara or whatever, 
or wherever we're traveling, we'll spend a good, good, long amount of time praying, just praying, because why waste your time when you can pray and get things happening? And you might say, oh, I can't pray very long. Just start, just develop the muscle. You get five minutes. You, look, you did three minutes this morning. It's a start. Push it out to five, 10, 20, 30, an hour more. Keep going. You can do it. It's in you. It's in you. God's put a spirit of prayer in you. All right, as I close, one of the main reasons many people don't pray or have a significant prayer life is they don't plan to. They reckon the first step in prayer is show up. Just show up. Just turn up in your prayer closet. And wherever it is, just turn up. That's the first step. So we don't plan for it. You know, if you're going on a four-week holiday, you don't get up one morning and say, hey, guys, let's go on our holiday, four weeks. No packing done, no destination sorted out, no bookings made. You would never do it, would you? Unless you're, but whatever. I was going to use some words there that I didn't want to use. So, but you'd never do that, would you? Now you plan it. Bottom line of prayer, plan it. Make a plan, all right? And once you've got that plan, put it into practice. Show up, just show up and work it out. Have a time, have a place, and show up. Some people have a time, they have a place, but then they don't show up. <laughs> oh yeah, here's my prayer closet. Eight o'clock every morning, seven o'clock every morning. You never show up. And God's waiting for you. Every morning, during the day, he's waiting, longing, yearning. Will my son show up? Will my daughter turn up? I want to do so much in their lives. They've got to give me permission through prayer to bless them, pour out my spirit upon them, give them that breakthrough, move that mountain. He's waiting. You know, like a, a lover waits you know, for that person to turn up, to have time. He waits for you. We're making progress in prayer church. Campuses, we are moving forward. It's exciting to see good things are happening. More answers are coming. More breakthroughs are coming. As we keep praying, keep filling those bowls of heaven, it's only a matter of time where God is going to break out in unbelievable, phenomenal ways. Revival will come. And with that, your breakthrough, your giants, your mountains, miracles will flow and we'll have the days of heaven upon earth. As the musician singers, please come. Let's keep on praying. Let's keep on believing. Let's just take a step by step. You don't have to start praying an hour a day tomorrow, but just start, get up, just show up, show up, show up and start praying and just do what you can. And let's see what God is going to do. I believe that as we keep praying, the seeds that have been sown gonna bear glorious fruit for you, for our church, and together we can reshape this nation and help turn it back to Jesus. Amen. 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 Just before we sing, campuses, by the way, great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Pray you enjoy the rest of your service and hey, Get along to a prayer meeting, whenever your prayer meetings are, get along, even if you can only get there for 10 minutes or half an hour, just turn up and just see what God will start to do.
Amen. Hey, God bless you. Love you all. See you again sometime.